Today we hear another portion of Jesus' Last Supper discourse. This is the section that follows directly after what we heard last Sunday. But as we go through Easter season, as we're getting to the end of it, our focus starts to shift from the resurrection to the coming of the Holy Spirit. We're going to hear a lot about the Holy Spirit in the upcoming weeks. The Holy Spirit is mentioned in all three of our readings today, at all three Masses, the next three days for daily Mass, the next three Sundays, and as a special bonus in this lectionary year, in July and August, our second readings are from Romans 8 and 9, two of the most important chapters in the entire New Testament, and they're all about the Holy Spirit, and Ruth is smiling big. It's good stuff. So, from today through at least August 10th, the church is offering us an invitation. Can we expand our understanding of the Holy Spirit? Can we visualize the Spirit in new ways? If we don't regularly pray to the Spirit, can we try? Can we strive to have an ongoing, deepening relationship with the Spirit? On the night before he died, Jesus spoke repeatedly about the Holy Spirit. The word that Jesus used to describe the Holy Spirit was a Greek word, parakletos, translated here as advocate. What, or better, who, is a paraclete? The word has several different meanings in the Greek. It can mean a person who encourages, uplifts, or refreshes. It can mean a person who consoles or comforts. Or it can mean a person who intercedes on behalf of others at court. Which of those meanings does Jesus have in mind? Well, from the context of this discourse, he means all of these meanings. If the world hates you, the paraclete will testify on your behalf. Do not let your hearts be troubled. The paraclete will comfort and console you. You will rejoice because the paraclete will refresh you, encourage you, and uplift you. But what, or better, who, is the Holy Spirit for each of us? Well, before we can answer that, we have to do a little bit of grammar. The word for spirit in Hebrew is ruach, which is a feminine word. In Greek, it is pneuma, which is neuter. And in Latin, it is spiritus, which is masculine. English, however, does not assign gender to nouns. So, you heard it here. It is okay to refer to the Holy Spirit as he, she, or it. Can't, it's really hard to commit a heresy here, okay? So who is the Holy Spirit? He dwells within us. She is the irresistible love between the Father and the Son. It is the force that allows all believers to access God, regardless of time or place. But for some of us, I think, the Holy Spirit is just a lifeless concept. Not for me. This is month is the 10-year anniversary of my coming to know the Holy Spirit in a remarkable, intimate way. For me, she is the animator of my prayer life, the guide who helps me discover who God calls me to be. She has urged me to take risks, risks that have led me to priesthood with the Paulist fathers, risks that have helped me grow and thrive in myriad ways. She has led me from the mundane life of the flesh into the exhilarating life of the spirit. 
Now, maybe for some of you that sounds a little too weird, a little too new age. Can we really have a relationship with the Spirit, with something that a lot of people still call the Holy Ghost? Well, I think that perhaps we've over-separated the three persons of God, emphasizing the differences among the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to the detriment of emphasizing their unity. Jesus himself in this passage calls the Holy Spirit another paraclete, meaning that our relationship with the Spirit should have a lot in common with our relationship with Jesus Christ, who was the first paraclete. I'll follow the tradition of many great UT professors on three-day weekends. I'm assigning extra homework this week. Your homework assignment is to pray with the Holy Spirit. Try using a different image, a different gender for the Holy Spirit than you usually use. And if you are just short on things to pray about this week, I'll give you a list. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide the people connected with this parish who are going through major transitions. Pray for the three men who have entered full-time administration for the polis as of Friday. That's Eric Andrews, the man kneeling there who became our uh, president on Friday. And just to make sure it was clear, Dr. Ruth Queen Smith was there. She got back on the bus this morning and she's here at Mass. And just for fun, those of you who have been here a long time, That's John Artis, who was here about 20 years ago. And that man, that's Mike Kalock, who was here about 30 years ago. Pray for the men who are going to be on our general council, those who will be going to meet for about a week once every three months to advise the presidential board. Those men include somebody named Charlie Donahue, Tom Gibbons, Mark David Janis, Frank Tiziano, Chuck Coleman, and Gil Martinez. Pray for the 20 or so other delegates to the General Assembly, which also began on Friday. There's an opening shot from Father Charlie's phone sent to us just for this homily. Pray for all of our parishioners, collaborators, employees, and associates throughout the United States, Canada, and Rome. Many, many people are going to be asked to make significant sacrifices for the sake of the Paulist mission, including the guy on the right in this picture, Father Charlie Donahue. He texted me yesterday to say I am now allowed to announce he is moving to Washington, D.C. at the end of July to become our new director of formation, the person in charge of guiding our seminarians Pray that the Paulists receive support to carry on our mission through receiving prayers and finances and plenty of single men to carry out the work. I know a lot of you here are for the ordination of women and married people, but i got to tell you, we're Catholic, and right now the rules are only single men can be ordained. So we can't do anything with any of the women and married men you send to us for being priests. So please, you eligible young men out there, And those of you who know people, send them to us, please, to help us do our work. And most of all, pray for those making lifelong commitments in the name of God this weekend. Jimmy Sue was ordained a priest to the policy yesterday in New York City. You were there for that too, right? Make sure it counted. And then also pray for Rachel and Ed, who are usually here at the 9 a.m. Mass. They're getting married this afternoon at Immaculate Conception. Aww.
What can we accomplish with the Holy Spirit? Just look at what Philip did in Samaria. The crowds paid attention, the demons were vanquished, paralyzed people were cured, and there was great joy in the city. As Jesus promised us in last week's reading, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and will do greater ones than these. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and renew the face of the earth.